Emotionally available means being open to what our body can do. Being excited about all the ways that we can move, whether it be in fitness or yoga or dance or just everyday life. We're gonna love our bodies and be really proud of ourselves every day. Sometimes it's not about having high expectations or low expectations of ourselves. It's just about having no expectations and being really thankful and excited every single day about little small things we do. I'm in the car and this is Deanna. And on my commute to work, I wanna talk about all things emotionally available, what that means to me, and how it might apply to your dance, fitness, or movement goals. I'm so excited you're with me today. We'll be right back. with Emotionally Available and I am on my way to work heading to dance and I've been wanting to talk about self-love for a while now. So self-love is one of those things that is all over mind, body, spirit websites like crazy and I find that as someone who works with people every day, um, children, adults, every age group, every ability, um, I really feel like it's a hot topic and as a teacher I often get especially grown-ups coming back to dance um, or trying dance for the first time they start talking a lot about expectations they have for themselves or worthiness um, and I think it in some ways all boils down to self-love so I wanted to take this kind of really complex topic of self-love um, that I think is, is kind of intimidating and just break it down to how I use it every day and what, what seems to work for me um, when I'm putting things in perspective, whether they be difficult times or good times in my life. Um, but remembering that through change and through big stuff that happens, self-love um, is constant and it can be, even though it is something we work for. So if you've been seeing a lot of mind, body, spirit websites or magazines or or TV shows or, or self-help and everyone's talking about self-love versus self-care. I think that self-love is the unconditional acceptance and value of yourself no matter um, who, what, where, when um, is happening in your life. No matter the scenario, no matter the environment, no matter what's going on. I think self-care is the actions you take to care for yourself in reaction to all of these different environmental factors, who, what, where, when, how, in your life at this moment. So for example, I'm gonna love myself um, no matter who walks into my life. I'm gonna value and accept myself no matter what I'm going through. I'm gonna value and accept myself um, no matter what age I am, no matter what life stage I'm at. Self-care would be I am really struggling with let's say, a relationship, and this person, for whatever reason, is making me feel torn down, self-care might be surrounding myself with friends um, and those who support and love me and accept me and maybe can teach me how to value and accept myself. So that would be self-care. Um, I know self-care is also like taking bubble baths when you're feeling really crummy about yourself or not well. Um, I think self-care is listening to your emotional um, spiritual and physical self and deciding what kind of remedy you might need in that moment. Now, I am not a self-love, self-guru, spiritual guide of, of any kind, but this is just what I find um, to be true for myself. So self-care is the things you do to probably 
help um, increase your value and acceptance of yourself. Self-love is the unconditional love that are these things. So I find the most easy way for me to think about self-love is unconditional love that you might have for someone else. Um, I grew up in a household that we had unconditional love for each other. Um, I knew that no matter what I did, my mom and my dad would always love me. They might be disappointed um, or frustrated or, <laughs> or I might get disciplined, but I know they love me. I know that they support me no matter what. A lot of this came from them teaching me uh, that there's always like a why from how you um, or someone else acts. Um, and understanding that why is, is a good way to still love that person. <laughs> So, um, if I had an argument with my little sister who was a whole seven years younger than I was, so the arguments were usually a big difference in like age or understanding about what's going on. Um, literally we just like are in two different life stages. So if we ever argued, my mom would always do a really good job at explaining to each other why we might feel the way we do and therefore, um, giving a reason to the action. So. I also really find that I can exhibit self or love to other people even when they disappoint me or I'm frustrated with them because I can find the reason or at least an explanation for why they might be acting this way. This does not excuse bad behavior <laughs> um, as far as your interpersonal relationships goes. There's a lot of good reasons for the way people act um, and that's really important to recognize because I think it adds compassion and, and understanding to your life and you can still value and accept them, but it does not excuse behavior. So reasons and excuses are two very different things. I think that all of these little lessons I learned along my life has made it so I can then love myself. So I often, when I uh, feel really crummy about something I've done um, and really not exhibiting self-love and maybe I'm, I'm just bashing myself for acting a certain way, I start looking at why I've acted that way. Um, I'm not making an excuse for myself. I'm not trying to say, oh, well, <laughs> I can see the reason, so you deserve to act like a jerk, Deanna. No, I think that the thing you do is you say, why did I act this way? Why did I react to maybe the core issue um, that sparked this crummy, jerky behavior? And then I can say, how can I react better to that? Or how can I better understand that seed um, moment? So um, a very sweet example of this was I was sitting in a six-year-old ballet class and I was about to take attendance and during attendance I always ask them something like your favorite color or your favorite food or um, where do you go to school or something about them and the kids kind of like took this and wanted to really talk about siblings. So I asked, I let the kids tell me one by one by roster um, if they had any siblings and how many. And I got to tell them that I'm the oldest of five siblings and that's really cool. Um, and then someone else had two siblings or one sister and one brother or no siblings, they were an only child or, or whatever made them, um, you know, their family unique and special. So they went along telling about this. And I got to one little girl who said, well, I don't have any siblings, but I have three sisters in heaven. Ooh. <laughs> and I said, oh, really? leaving it open to her to tell me as much or as little as she wanted to. And she goes, yep, they died in my mommy's tummy. And all I said was, oh, and then I moved on. Um, and her mother, I later found out, um, had some miscarriages before she had this little girl. 
And so I, I knew I had made the right decision at that moment, but as the day went on and I taught other classes, I started feeling really like judgy on myself for, should I have said something more comforting? Should I have, um, validated her bravery to share that in some way? Was she uncomfortable? Was she trying to reach out to me to share? Um, and I started really getting down on myself like, oh my goodness, what if I didn't do the right thing? What if I didn't react to her in the right way? Maybe I shouldn't have just said, oh, and moved on. Um, I felt like maybe I had, had slighted her or shoved her under the rug in some way. Um, and I started getting really frustrated and with myself. And then I started thinking about teaching in general and how we like interact with young children and validating their communication and, and all of these things and it started to spiral out of control in my mind it, it was just I started thinking like oh maybe I maybe I'm not doing a good job um, holding space for my kids to like communicate with me sometimes um, and then I took a step back and I started to look at um, what this scenario was so who what where when how um, and, and kind of why I reacted in the way I did was just said, oh, and kept moving. One was that I had 15 other kids that I had to then go roster with. So we didn't have time to necessarily um, pause and um, talk, ask more questions for her. Another thing was she didn't ask any questions. She didn't, she didn't look sad when she told me this. She didn't look um, pleading for any sort of answers or explanations or help or, um, follow-up. I don't think she, she wanted follow-up. Um, it also, at the end of the day, was not my, it's not really, I think, of dance teacher's responsibility um, to discuss miscarriage. <laughs> um, so I think that I'm so proud of this little girl for sharing this little fact about her that maybe she knows is a big deal or maybe isn't a big deal. Um, as an adult, I know that one in four pregnancies and in miscarriage, so of course my families have dealt with this. But I realized that what she was saying, while I thought it was like really cool and brave and amazing, she was probably just stating as a fact about her family. And I reacted to her family in the same way I reacted to everyone else's family. Someone said they had, you know, five kids in their family. I said, whoa, cool. Someone else said that they were no child. I said, oh, okay. Um, she said she had three sisters in heaven. And I said, oh, and then kept moving. So. I started to look at this and realize that, um, that I was all good, <laughs> that there was good reasons, um, for my, for my reacting to her in that way. And, and that was going to be fine. So I think that as a teacher, I really, um, self-love for me is really applicable and reminding myself that I'm doing a good job communicating with others. I find that I kind of, um, maybe struggle with self-love the most when I, um, when I don't think that I've held enough space for the people around me or communicated them in, with them in the right way. Um, so that's something that I usually think about. I'm usually okay with like my actions. I'm not very self-conscious as a person. Um, I, I'm not very shy. So I, I feel really good about um, my self-love in general in life, but sometimes I think that uh, my communication could be off and that's something I struggle with. So. The who, what, where, when, how, I think is really useful to combating issues of self-love. Um, just think to yourself why you acted that way. Was there a really 
crummy person um, in your life at that time or right now that's kind of battling and making your journey to self-love harder? Um, is there a big milestone in your life age-wise coming up that maybe you're kind of beating yourself up on what you've accomplished? That's really common. Um, is there a scenario going on that you have no control over with the people around you or your work environment or anything like that that is making you kind of question your self-love or your value or acceptance of yourself and we just have to recognize these things i think that um just recognizing them is self-care so we're, we're taking care of ourselves and trying to figure out why we're acting the way we are and why we're feeling the way we are um and i think that's really really important and really really valuable and somewhat simple but also incredibly complex so Especially with these New Year's resolutions, we are like a quarter of the way through the year already. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I wonder like how your self-resolutions are going. Um, New Year's resolutions. I know mine are like not going. <laughs> um, but there's like been a lot going on this year. I've, I'm in a new relationship and I've taken lots of trips and I've been busy having fun. And um, so some of my like maybe dance goals or fitness goals have not really been met. Um, but I've also been living a really full, joyful life. So why beat myself up over a New Year's resolution? So um, if you're feeling any sort of issues with your self-love as far as resolutions go or goals, um, look at your life. Are you, are you living a good life? You're, you're doing just fine. So I think this is a really big topic. I hope that I've just covered just a slice of it, what self-love is um, and how I kind of remind myself to continue self-loving. Um, despite what's going on, how my life is, where I am, who, what, where, when, how, all that good stuff. So I hope you guys have an awesome day. Good luck with your self-love journey. Um, I'd love to hear if you're having any issues with it or if your New Year's resolutions are kind of harming <laughs> or making you judgy towards yourself. There's no reason to be. Have an awesome day. You're doing great. And talk to you later. Bye.